welcome to the Athlete and the Average Joe, an Eclipse Fuel podcast. I'm Georgia, performance dietitian and athlete. And I'm Ryan, primary school teacher and regular guy. We're here to make healthy and fulfilling living more attainable with handy hints that are realistic and sustainable. But even I can implement. We're all about good vibes here, so drop five stars, subscribe, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Athlete and The Average Joe. I'm Ryan. And I'm Georgia. Welcome back to another episode and today we are focusing on... Life lessons and life advice you give to your 18 year old self. So one of those is take a leap of faith and I told Ryan you were going to start the intro for today's podcast. Literally five seconds before (laughs) we started recording. So that's our number one tip starting off. No, we'll go into more detail, but essentially we did a bit of a shout out on the Eclipse Fuel Facebook page um, and also on the Instagram. So make sure you do follow them because that's where a lot of our content um, if we're trying to create stuff will go. And we got some great nuggets of advice, which we'll share later on today. But we are going to start with basically our top tips of adult life. So what you wish you knew as you're becoming an adult. So Ryan, is there anything that's, you know, you think would be essential for someone in their late teens coming into their twenties that they need to know as an adult? Um, well, I said sort of my quote to my 18 year old self would be think about the big picture, but don't worry about the big picture. And to put that in more context, I think coming out of high school, There's a lot of pressure to know exactly what you want to do and where you want to go. Uh, But I wish I had just sort of thought, where do I think I might want to go and how might I get there? And then just sort of taking positive steps to get towards that and see if that's what I want to do. Whereas uh, I think a lot of people similar to me jump into something, i.e. a university degree, and they have no idea what they want to do. And then they end up dropping out and being a bit lost. So... I think just moving forwards, really. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, my advice to my 18-year-old self would probably be uh, be courageous because I think I had a habit of playing small a little bit in my teenage years. I, I knew I had the you know assets and things to do something great with my life, but I think I just got into a comfortable zone. Um, so example would be like, I remember starting uni and being like, I don't want to make friends with anybody because I can't be bothered. Like that is just the area and mindset I was in. So I was so comfortable in high school. um, And then I think I was just afraid to take the next step. And and even during uni, I probably didn't try until like third year. So just things like that where playing small has no basically effect on anybody else except for yourself. So you're the one who's going to suffer from that. So be courageous, take the leap and say yes. Yeah, I think so. That sounds good. Um, In terms of actual advice, though, practical things that you can do to be a better adult, is there anything that you've learnt during your time that um, you wish you knew? Like, is there anything that, you know, is really important as an adult that is an essential skill that you, like, 100% need to know? Yeah, I think that um, communication is really important. And the thing that I learnt along the way with you or that we learnt together is that having disagreements or conflicts don't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It can just be um, really just expressing how you're feeling and what issues you have, but you can actually solve them if it's a healthy conversation. Yeah, I think that like as an adult, there's a very key difference between communicating from like when you're younger 
So probably one of the key differences is when you're taking on board things like feedback, when you're a little less emotionally mature, it can feel like a personal attack on you. Instead, it's probably just constructive on whatever you need to improve on. So just being able to differentiate that. And then, you know, if you're having discussions with people, just because they have a different opinion to you doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be friends or like people can have different opinions. That's fine. It's like how you communicate about it. Yeah. And I think obviously there are probably some big topic issues like (laughs) fundamental. Oh, like values based. Yeah. Yeah. Different, like fundamental differences between people that you might need to choose who you hang out with or who you associate with. But I think as well, going back to that feedback or critical feedback, um, I know working with kids, I try to make it really easy for kids to understand or people to understand that it is a positive thing Mm. to learn from mistakes or to learn from, I'll just say weaknesses for lack of a better phrase. There is an improvement. Being able to identify that is really important. So that reflective practice. Um, I think as well, like on what you were saying in terms of even us, like we don't really fight like ever, but we definitely have things that we disagree on and we just talk about that. Like it's pretty, like that's pretty straightforward. We've just, and I think, as you've probably grown into your adult life, you've understood that just because I might not agree with something doesn't mean that I'm angry or mad. It's just how I feel at that time or think at that time. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we still have our issues where we don't communicate to the fullest because of just how we're both wired, but it is a work in progress. But yeah, and it's helpful for all relationships, friendships, parental relationships, relationships, you know, any other sort of relationship you think of, it's always helpful. So what I found in my adult life, probably one of the biggest tips was I have learned that you need setbacks to grow as a person. So in my adult life, I would class that as from like 20, I've had a multitude of setbacks and every single time I've gotten better at dealing with them and I've grown in resilience and I think for the people that don't have those opportunities to have something go wrong they're going to get to their 30s or 40s and something simple is probably not going to go to plan and then you know they're, they're not going to know what to do because I've found that every time something bad's happened I've managed to just dust myself off and keep going on and, and very much last year it was a few things going wrong and I was like oh I thought I would react a bit differently to this and I was you know able to manage the situation a bit better yeah I think you never really know how you're going to react to a situation until you're in it Mm. Uh, and that can either be a positive or a negative thing but you know I know looking at kids who do really well in primary school or find everything really easily just because either exposure to the content or they are just fast learners When they encounter problems, they don't actually have those coping mechanisms and they give up easier than people who or kids that really struggle, Mm. but they have worked at getting over those little, those little humps. Yeah. Um, I've always said to Ryan that like, he thinks I'm really smart, but I'm not that smart. I just work really hard. And so, you know, I might not have been the smartest kid in the class, but I worked hard to make sure my deficits were lifted or if something went, went wrong, I worked out a process for how I would learn to do it better. So that's a really important thing is that, you know, things are meant to go wrong in adult life. Like you'll be like, life's sweet. Like right now I'm talking about how content we are right now. And I just kept thinking in my head like, oh, something is going to go wrong soon, but that's okay. That's life. And you'll deal with those, those ebbs and flows as they come and they make the, I guess, happier times so much better. Yeah. I had a, a, a lot of ebbs and flows in at the start of the year. So for me now it's sort of taking a step back and 
having a look at, uh, you know, reflecting on what's happened and what I'm going to do forward. So Yeah, definitely. You know. So this is a good time to jump into our top 10 tips for adult life. So this is a con like a kind of combination of what people told us. So people sent through on the Instagram, but also I did some Googling and found a list of the essential things you need to know as an adult. And I've compiled them to my top 10. So number one, money. And this is something I really wanted to focus on this year, but don't be ignorant about it because you're going to have to think about it someday. And by ignoring the problem for 10 years, you know, from when you start working around 15 to 25, that's not going to help you. So one of this person in particular said to start saving early, um, start putting that in a separate account as well. So you can't touch it. Even if it's, you know, 10, $15 a paycheck, putting that away, it does build up, you know, every single gold coin that you're putting away to that is going to gain interest. You're not touching it and it'll grow. Every single aspect will grow. So it's really important to acknowledge that money is an important part of society um, and that things like super and overall savings and things like that can help you in the long run. Yeah, I think it's just about having a healthy relationship with money. So like you're saying is planning ahead, especially for rainy days, um, but as well thinking about how you can maximise your investments really or even if it is just picking a good account that has a good interest rate yeah and we are by no means any sort of financial advisors or not that great money i think i'm okay at saving money but i saw a really good quote today from matt fraser actually one of the crossfit crossfit guys and he said that you know money is quite easy to acquire but holding on to it is the challenging thing so we do make money fairly easily it's just you know the bills the things that we output is often very great so just being aware of you know how you can maybe cut down on those expenses that you don't really need like I know Ryan and I have done some budgeting this year and there's so much money we wasted on like you know takeaway food when we could have just made it ourselves so every time I'm like we go to get takeaway do I actually want it is it going to be worthwhile can I make something better at home yeah all right number two organization georgia couldn't read her handwriting no i was pointing to you to read it that's why oh well georgia didn't do a very good in uh (laughs) she didn't communicate well enough and that's back to there um so look this one for me has been a massive this is why i pointed at it because ryan sucks (laughs) no anyway um constructive feedback yeah we can only go with what we've been given so uh yeah organization that is something that i have struggled with my entire life um and not to put any blame on anyone but I think as a kid there were lots of things that were done for me and you know I appreciate the effort that people put in particularly uh, my mum she did a fantastic job however then getting to being an adult or even even a young adult you know when you're getting more independent you don't have those skills to be able to manage your own time. And it's definitely something that I still struggle with Mm -hmm. personally and professionally. Um, I don't really like to cop out on that's just my personality, but I think I do kind of think positively a little bit too much in terms of what I need to achieve in a certain amount of time. Um, But that was a huge learning curve professionally for me at the start of the year of just how much... I need to do in my chosen profession, which is teaching. Yeah, and I think any profession requires organisation, no matter what you do from if you're um, just doing a basic job that you're maybe not doing stuff when you go home, that still requires organisation on the day when you're doing it. So it's really it's a really like important skill and I think 
like in contrast, I, um, I guess we both had single mums, but mum was working quite a bit in the times probably comparatively. And so I had to get myself two trainings by myself where I had to catch a train, catch a bus. And so my organization skills, and because I wanted to do a lot, whereas you were just doing swimming and surf, I was doing like four or five different other sports. So I did have to organize myself a little bit if I wanted to keep doing them. So I think I learned the skills early on. If I wanted to do all the things I wanted to do, I had to be really organized. And I think we've been able to see, you know, as Ryan's been a bit older now that it's so much easier to learn those skills earlier rather than later. Like it's hard to break those habits now. Yeah. I mean, I, there were times because as we got older, obviously, um, parents have the opportunity to work more because we are more independent and I do I did have times when I had to get myself to training and stuff and you didn't (laughs) well no it's not that I it's not that I didn't in when I think about it when I was a bit younger so I remember before I could drive I uh, I would have to get myself to afternoon trainings and I would skate I would um, hitch a ride with someone a friend not just on the side of the road (laughs) Um, scared me like thumbs up. Yeah, nah. But um, when I got older and I could drive, it was those morning trainings that started slipping. But mm. I wonder whether for me as a person that was because I was losing interest yeah, a little bit. Yeah, probably so, a combination of things. Yeah. But I guess so. like summarizing the point, organizations a really important skill and it's hard to kind of teach over something like a podcast. So I'd advise you um, really good person for organizations, Gretchen Rubin. She has really fantastic techniques. So start with her. Um, Even if you go into a store like Kiki K, they have like books on organization and how to work better. I'm actually looking at a book right now that I bought from there and it's called work smarter. And it was um, basically a book on how to do that. And it is by Cyril Pupion. I cannot say that. Is that how you say it? It's P-E-U-P-I-O-N. So if you want to know how to work smarter, try maybe with something like that or just Google techniques of organization. It's essential, so make sure you get onto it. The next thing which I'm very passionate about is learning to cook. If you can feed yourself, that is an essential life skill that you have that most of the population does not. So I see so many people, especially, you know, young guys, I don't like to stereotype, but a lot of the time they have, you know, maybe not as much interest in the kitchen. We are seeing um, more and more, both males and females, getting into the kitchen with shows like MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules, but there's still a percentage of people that have kind of gotten away with their parents cooking. So learn to cook. Ryan likes to watch videos of cooking, so he's learned a lot of skills, even though he doesn't get into the kitchen as much as I'd like. He still knows some of the basic skills just from watching cooking shows. I think that's because (laughs) when you give me a job and I do it my way, you're not happy with the way I'm doing it. I like, can't help you can it. chop the carrots. You're chopping them wrong. No. Okay, let's give an example of this because you're no. throwing me under the bus. I am, but it's because no, no, it's no. true. Okay, so if you were going to cook a stir fry and we are going to chop up a vegetable, you'd probably chop it up the same vegetables. You know, if you're going to chop a carrot, you're going to chop it into circles. You're going to chop it into like julienne, so like strips. So Ryan would just chop the vegetables in all these different shapes. Or we'd be making a salsa and he'd like slice the vegetables in strips instead of dicing them. Just little things like that, you know? Um, I just think I have a high standard because you watch all these cooking shows, but your skills are just still rubbish. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) I watch it for the false sense of productivity. (laughs) I, this afternoon I said, 
I think I like watching them because of that fact that it gives me a sense of um, accomplishment and productivity, just like buying stationery. Um, <laughs> you haven't actually done anything, but for some like you've got a thing at the end of it, you have something. To and you're like it. motivated to do work that you never do. Yeah. So yeah, learn to cook and it's just such a fundamental skill and it will make eating so much easier and making healthy eating in particular so much easier. Uh, the next one, Ryan, do you want to read that one out? Now, Is that George's, better instruction? George is pointing at the page and she's held it up. She's signaled to me. Uh, it says exercise. With and an that, I didn't mean mark. to also give you one that you're not good at, but you've been, you've been really good lately. You've got back into a routine. Yeah. It's something that's been up and down for you the last, you know, maybe couple of years, but an essential adult thing you need to do. Um, I used to be extremely active as a kid um, up until probably about 18 um, and then to cut a very long story short I hurt my back surfing and I sort of got really out of the swing of things but recently I have figured out a nice way to get some exercise in I've joined a gym um, which is a jiu-jitsu gym and there's a fitness class there so I don't have to think I can work hard for short mm. bursts of time it's a hit class really um, so I really enjoy that. And I think that has made it easier for me to exercise regularly because I know that I enjoy going. So when I have to get up after work, the sun's going down, I'm comfortable. I'm more willing to go get in the car, get changed and get really uncomfortable for 30 minutes because I know that I actually love it. Yeah. And I think that's the key thing. And a lot of the time when I talk to clients who, haven't exercised for a while, I just say, you know, what did you enjoy doing? Like, what did you use? You obviously used to do something. Most people have done something, whether when they were younger or in their early um, to late teens, there's always something that you would have enjoyed doing. You don't have to just go to the gym or go for a run. You can dance, you can surf, you can, you know, um, play team sports. That's socializing and exercising all in one. So it is an integral part of health and it's great for your mental and physical health. So it's something that you just have to learn to factor in. Uh, one of the people who gave us some life advice actually said, it's easier to stay fit than to get fit. So... Yeah, just keep the ball rolling. Keep moving your body. Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned a little while ago, if you feel like you don't have time, change that language with it's not a priority and see how that makes you feel. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm really busy with work or with whatever, and you go, I don't have time to exercise, see if it makes you feel any different if you say exercising isn't a priority to me mm. because I think it really does put it in perspective. And and it's he, okay if it's not. Like, if you don't value it at the time, there are things that yeah, go on yeah. in life, but you just have to accept that. You can't just brush yeah. it off as I don't have time. Yeah. Um. All right, next, next one. Learn to communicate professionally. So... I think this is a really big one for most people, regardless of um, what kind of role you step into after school, um, whether you're a tradie, whether you're going through into professional, blue, white collar, whatever it is, you really need to learn how to communicate professionally, but also be comfortable with networking. So networking always makes me feel irky and I don't know what it is. I think it's just the fake fakeness of it and the forced connections but if you see it as an opportunity to get better in your profession meet other like-minded people so when things go wrong you can talk to them and not feel alone um, and then of course the bonus of that is that if you build those connections people are more likely to give you jobs based on word of mouth rather than from something like a job advertisement that's just the fact so if you can build connections particularly in a place like we've found with Adelaide 
it's definitely who you know. And so networking is really, really important. So that's just a really quick summary summary um, that if you have the opportunity to network or make the opportunities to go and, you know, volunteer for people, give your time and then build those professional relationships, it will make your job so much easier. First aid. So both of us actually grew up through doing surf lifesaving and part of that is doing rescues and first aid as well. So I feel as well, and one of my jobs was being a lifeguard. So first aid has been um, hammered into me as a young person and as an adult. Uh, and I think it's just such a fundamental skill, especially if you're needing to do first aid, it most likely is a bit of a tense situation. Mm, yeah. um, I had a pretty horrific thing happen earlier uh, late last year I'll say and I was really fortunate that I had had that training and yes it still startled me but I was able to do the things I needed to do mm. even if it is just calling triple zero yeah yeah and I think that's probably is that you know it helps you deal with the situation because you you kind of know what to expect although you can never fully appreciate the situation until you're in it like last year I was at um the gym we were doing a boxing class and someone had a heart attack and unfortunately um had to perform cpr and i had to call the ambulance so just actually knowing the basics of first aid and what that process would look like what they would say to you and how to talk through on the phone and then communicate with the people performing cpr it is a really integral skill but also just basic things like how to wrap a bandage how to support someone with an injury because no doubt we're going to come across something in your everyday life um where that can be a really handy thing to know and it's just the basics so you know most workplaces these days really encourage people to have that but even if you've got young you know um, siblings or maybe nieces and nephews even getting an understanding of what the child related first aid is well I think that's more of a thing that's becoming more prominent now you can get training that's a bit more specific to that so another life skill you definitely need to know uh, the next thing you need to know is car basics. <laughs> Learn how to change a tire. I learned that as soon as I started driving, my mum taught me. Um, and I think it's really important because there's so many, especially these day and age, you want to be able to not have to rely on a stranger to help you with a tire. So if you're confident, you've got the skills, you can get it done quite quickly. Um, and also it's expensive to have things like RIA. Um, so if you can do most of the things by yourself and you don't need to call them out, that is really essential. But also things like checking the oil, checking the water in your, your, your coolant in your what's there we go car <laughs> basics car basics so you can have coolant in there the green stuff or you can put demineralized water okay fun fact for you there what 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 do you put it in uh you put it in the radiator yeah cool Not, almost yeah, the, the thing at the front with the big like wheel that you open yeah, yeah. If, if you've just turned your car off don't open that because yeah it will no burn make sure you. yeah make sure your car's kind of cooled down that's another important skill yeah. but you know what you can do these sorts of things like if you have a mechanic I'm sure a nice family mechanic will be able to show you how you can actually check your car yourself so learn that so you don't need to rely on on you know a significant other to help you or a parent to help you you can be independent all right, so the next important skill we need to know. Public speaking. It's it's something that some people as adults just, they feel like they cannot do. And, oh, you know, there is 100% people that I know that literally would rather, I don't know, let's die than talk in front of people, which is just, I found, I find it outrageous. But. <laughs> I think it, um, 
It is it is quite nerve-wracking. Recently, mm-hmm. I've just been doing some work in a high school, so that's very different interactions than with little kids who are just super excited and they listen really well. But I think um, I'm not going into any tips, but I think it honestly just takes, first of all, a bit of courage mm-hmm. and practice and realising that you don't actually look really stupid no. out in front of people. Yeah. And I remember in high school having to do presentations and getting quite nervous. But then I thought, when I'm sitting down watching someone, I don't think they look stupid. So why do I think that about yeah. myself? And I think that's the main thing is just what, what people think. And first, that's another thing. Don't care what people think. But I remember going through high school and then uni and realizing that public speaking is a central part of being an adult. And I made a conscious effort of faking it until I made it. So even though if I felt nervous, I would just be like, I'm going to smash this. People don't know what, like that I might be nervous. They don't know that. So I'm just going to act confident and then that's what comes across. And to tell you the truth, that's why I've got a lot of my job so far is because I'm able to be a great... I say this when I'm mumbling at my words on this, but because I've been a good public speaker. So I'm able to engage with people. I can do it confidently. I can do it without a script. Um, And I've landed a lot of roles based on that because it actually impresses people. No one cares if you can't do it, but they definitely gives you a wow factor if you can. I think it really is an impressive skill um, because it is really challenging getting up there and standing in front of people, but you don't just need it for jobs. You need it for or, you know, if you're coaching a netball team, you need to do a speech at the end of the season, or you just need to stand up in in front of you know um, a group of people and, and give them instructions. Like it helps to have some skills and some basic, you know, just confidence with it. So it's confidence yeah. in yourself and just knowing that it doesn't matter what those people think, but you know, and practicing it. So I do a lot of public speaking with work. I will get my script and practice it while I'm driving. So just so I can talk out loud, I practice saying it all out loud. So then when it comes to the day, I know what all of the, the information will sound like and how it will flow. So they're just some, some little tips that have helped me. The next adult life tip is just be a good person. Like I don't like to make it as simple as that, but I think by the time you get to your 20s, you really can choose how you want to interact with people and you take the steps to have control over of those interactions, your values and your emotions. And like being kind is such a simple thing, but it does go a really long way. So we would just encourage you to, you know, recognize that a lot of life can be in your control, although there's some that's not. So being a good person is something you can choose to do. And I think on that, one thing that I've spoken about with my kids before is to be kind to others. You do need to be kind to yourself. And that sounds a little bit preachy, but I think it's something that is being talked about more, Mm. um, definitely like globally, um, is, you know, put pressure on yourself in a good way, but don't try not to beat yourself down too much because that will radiate out towards other people if you're not letting yourself or cutting yourself some slack. Yeah. And I think, you know, you wouldn't talk to yourself um, the same way, like if you're being really negative, I often just encourage people like, would you talk to your little sister like that? Or would you tell one of your best friends those things? Probably not. So, you know, be good to other people, but be good to yourself as well. Um, and then lastly, I, this is kind of like one we added on last minute, but don't put things off. And this is not just like procrastination with work. This is health checks and making sure you're getting annual checkups with your doctor, getting onto things early. There's so many conditions that if you catch onto it early that are quite easily treatable and manageable. So um, there's been a lot in on things like Instagram lately 
on things like getting your cervical cancer checks, getting your bowel cancer checks, just general health things that you can keep on top of. Um, And even things like apologies or needing to have a difficult conversation. The longer you put off those thoughts, you know, a lot of us will be like, oh, I was going to do this. I was going to reach out to you, but I didn't know how. That lack of communication and the lack of reaching out is worse than just not knowing what to say but letting that person know that that's what you meant. So actually just reaching out with them, telling them how you're feeling um, and maybe if a situation didn't go quite to plan, letting them just opening the communication pathways because the longer you leave it, the more awkward it gets. And I think people in those particular scenarios, a lot of people do appreciate the upfront honesty. Yeah. Um, even though it might suck at the time, I've had um, principals who are like that. They're very upfront. However, it's scary for probably five or ten minutes, mm-hmm. but then you come out the end and it's just a conversation. And if you come out with some tools of what you can improve on or what you've been focusing on, then it, it really is a positive thing yeah. because we learn from mistakes or from, you know, we, we learn from mistakes. We're never going to learn from the things that go right. It's always the things that we can improve on. And you'll remember that for next time. Mm. Um, so that's our top 10 sort of tips for adult life. So we're going to finish on some really great advice we got from our Facebook and Instagram of what we want to tell our 18-year-old self. So we'll start with Andrew. So Andrew said, it's okay to be wrong. Mistake help. Oh, mistakes help you grow. That's George's scratchy handwriting. Which is really, you know, just a continuation of what we just said. Every time I see mistakes or setbacks or challenges as really those growth opportunities, and it sounds really wooey and cliche, but that's how you have to treat it because if you see it as this negative connotation, then like your rest of your life is just going to be a struggle. So see them as opportunities rather than, you know, a setback or a challenge. Yeah. Um, so Ben had some really great sort of tips around friendship for his 18-year-old self. And I guess the summary of it was to surround yourself with people that build you up. But he gave another sort of our cliche kind of quotes. But friendships will fall into three categories. They'll either be there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So it's about learning to identify what each person means in your life. So we've definitely had those people come into our life that were only there for a short period of time. They probably taught us a good life lesson, whether that be good or bad, and then they moved on. Um, And then we've got people that might be there for two or three years and it's the same situation. That might be uni friends or high school friends. And then you don't really hear from them after. And and sometimes I think those kind of friendships, you can maybe... um, latch onto or probably try and grasp and keep them in your life and maybe they're just not meant to be and I think you can sometimes waste a lot of energy on people that maybe aren't meant to be in your life anymore so it's about really investing the energy into the people that are meant to be there for the lifetime you know the long-term friendships that have been proven um, and that you really enjoy spending your time with yeah and I think you find out really who people are if you go through something that is challenging like the loss of a loved one or uh, a breakup or, you know, something else big in your life that really shifts you, um, you figure out those people pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And they're the people that are going to have those difficult conversations with you. Um, the, maybe when they don't know what they want to say to you, but they reach out anyway. So, you know, you can really create your circle. I remember having a conversation with a significant other, um, like a family member, a couple of years ago with their circle of friends. And I said, you know, you're an adult now. You can choose who you, who you want to be friends with because I didn't think those friendships added value. So um, that's an outsider looking in, but sometimes you need to just have that conversation where you can choose those people. And even though they've been there the whole time, 
maybe they're not adding the same value that they used to. Maybe, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you had some really big differences now and it's time to go your separate ways, which you can do. Yeah, um, Eliza has said two things. The first one is your career should be, um, man, Jordan, your handwriting. <laughs> Look, I hate to be critical, but it's just, I read it before, but I've just lost it. So your career should be one you love and it's okay to change your mind. I think um, people of our generation are expected to have three or four different careers yeah, as opposed to our parents' generation, which is the boomers. Um, but... Yeah, I think definitely, you know, the old saying, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. That's a load of rubbish, I think. I think you should love what you do, but you should also be really willing to work hard. Yeah, and I think that's definitely it. And she's also added that not every day will be a good day, but you want to make sure those good days will outweigh the bad. So, you know, a lot of us do go in with that expectation that because we love something, everything's everything about the job we're going to love, but there's definitely aspects of all jobs, regardless of the career, that aren't great, that aren't fun, that no one tells you about in uni. And then you go onto the site and you're like, oh, I have to do all this, but it does get you to an end goal. So it's about, you know, making sure when you're rocking up on a Monday that you're excited to be there most of the time. Um, you're not dreading it at least. So having that expectation about what realistically is gonna going to happen and whether um, you still enjoy it is very important. Um, another really good one from Claire and something that resonates with me quite a bit is that weight is just a number and it doesn't define you. So, so many females I see really struggle with this aspect. And I think it's something that teenagers particularly have such a hard time grasping. And that is that, you know, our appearance and our weight does not equal our self-worth. So we really need to separate those and appreciate life. There's so much that I missed out on in my teenage years because I was stressing so much about food, how much weight I was going to gain, you know, what people thought of me when instead I should have just been confident in who I was and ignored kind of, I guess that aspect. And I think there's a real movement kind of shifting towards that these days. It is still impacted largely by society's expectation that people need to be thin but we are slowly seeing some changes in that. And I think that's a really important thing to teach young girls is that their self-worth is not connected to their outward appearance. Yeah, I saw this um, this really good quote and it said that your weight or your mass is just a... Relationship with gravity? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just I was trying to think about it while you were speaking. It's just a number that represents your relationship with gravity. And that's like really what it is. Yeah. But if you put it if you put it in that context, it takes all of the personal stuff out of it. Yeah. So you just like it's a number that is with gravity. That's yeah, kind of and it. I think that's what something we'll really go into in another podcast when we talk about intuitive eating. But health at every size or that the idea that you can be healthy regardless of what size you are in terms of the behaviors that you take place. So, you know, your healthy eating, your exercise, your sleep and your stress management, as well as your access to food. Those things are all really important and have a much bigger impact on your health than whatever your weight will. Um, so I think that's a really important one to, to sort of end on. Um, we'll have a look now at some Disney quotes. So we wanted to end on some lighter notes, but we also think that Disney has some fantastic life lessons to pass on. Um, So we've written down, well, I wrote down my favorite Disney quotes. Um, Ryan, do you want to go with the first one? This is from Alice in Wonderland, the lovely Cheshire cat. Um, I I do like that character particularly. 
Um, so one of his quotes is, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And I think that is that really does ring true for a lot of young people finishing school. You might not know where you're going, but I think as long as you are going somewhere, you'll either go, this is for me or it's not, and you can change your path or you can continue on it. Mm-hmm. So it's... It, it's yeah. really simple. And it's, you know, the same sort of thing is that slow progress is still progress and being mm. okay with just chipping away. Um, we, we see so many people, that are, particularly people I went to school with, had no idea what they wanted to do. So why waste your money on university degree you're never going to finish when you could be traveling or working or trying to figure yourself out first? Um, and then, like it says, any road will get you there. So just keep chipping away. Um This is another one of my favorites. So this is from Rafiki. um, And this is, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And so it's just about acknowledging that, you know, change in the past does have an impact on on what we're doing um, in the present. And you can either ignore what's happened or you can learn from those mistakes. So learn from those opportunities like we've been harping on all podcast um, and really see them as a growth opportunity because the more we ignore what happens in our past, the more it's going to present itself. Um, that's just, just the way that life flows, I reckon. Yeah, and I think, you know, we as humans, we have a protective factor. We remember the bad things that have happened to us to protect ourselves, but because we are intelligent beings we need to try and overcome that mm, and, kind of natural process yeah and move forwards from it <laughs> so there's a mosquito i literally just went to go whack ryan in the face to get it and then i realized there's a mosquito on his face i probably shouldn't whack him yeah or there's a face <laughs> under the mosquito <laughs> all right next one ryan uh simple one from dory from finding nemo just keep swimming Um, and like Georgia said before, slow progress is still progress. As long as you try to keep moving forwards, you might go backwards. You might go backwards a lot, Mm -hmm. but as long as you are just trying to keep going forwards, you're, you're doing just fine. Yeah. And everyone's got their own struggles and things that they're dealing with. So it can sometimes feel pretty lonely in the world. Um, that's where those support networks, good circle of friends can help you feel and remind you that you're not alone in your struggles and keep chipping away at life. Um, And we'll finish on my absolute favorite quote from Winnie the Pooh, and that is, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. So I used to have this written on the wall in my bedroom at home, um, and I just think it's a really great summary that we often undercut or undersell ourselves and the impact we can have on, you know, our small little universe that we live in, as well as the greater universe. So make sure that, you know, you have some self-confidence and self-belief um, and back yourself to do great things because I think we're all here for a reason and like it does seem a bit wooly, but I've always had this belief that I was put on this earth for, for greater purposes than just to, you know, live a basic life. So whether that is, whatever that may be, whatever it ends up being, I know that I can trust myself to keep working hard, um, take risks and I can do great things. Yeah. I think that's a really positive note to finish on. Yeah. Good old Winnie. Yeah, and um, I particularly like lots of Dr. Seuss quotes. Mm. So if you've got any that you like, maybe send them into the Eclipse Fuel Instagram. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think there is no better way to finish a podcast than on a positive note. Yeah, excellent. So thanks so much for joining in. It was a bit of a different podcast. We really loved the engagement we had for this one and some of the life advice that we could share from other listeners, which is fantastic. Um, So thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast. Uh, And a way to continue doing that is to subscribe um, on your favorite sort of podcast apps, particularly iTunes, because that helps with other people finding us. And if you could please give us a five-star review that would just make us very very happy so thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll chat to you next time see ya